At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased, as I always am, that you are here with me today for another great show. Um, I, I just, uh, before I get started, I want to give a quick shout out to Lumari. I really want to thank her for having me um, on her sort of master series this week. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, please do. It's running all week long. She's got uh, tons of amazing, amazing uh, guests that she interviewed, including yours truly. My interview aired on Tuesday, um, but you can still go and join and uh, and and uh, listen to the recordings during the week. And the website is, ooh, I'm trying to find the email with the website on it, but I think it's Lumari Master Series. Um, but just if anyone would love to hear the interview, um, yeah, it's themasterseries.net is the email, is the website. And just let them know that you came uh, from me. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, myself, and several of the Evolutionary Business Council members, I think she has a total of nine or 11 different interviews, all amazing, wonderful interviews. My dear friends, people who've been on this show, on my show before, Gary Stewart, um, and many upcoming guests like uh, Carrie Hummingbird, and, and many others, uh, Joel Young, who's amazing. Um, yeah, so please check her out, themasterseries.net. All right, well, time to start off with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Um, two, actually, rather short quotes of the day. Hmm, interesting. I guess they want to leave time for me to talk about them and to bring on my guest afterwards who will be on the phone. So let's see what the universe has in store for us first. Sometimes the most obvious thing in the world isn't obvious at all in the absence of wonder. Obviously, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Obviously being obvious with us today. Um, and, and really what it's all about is wonder. And, and this is something that uh, has actually been coming to me more and more lately, is the importance of wonder and awe. And actually, was it last week, my guest... Um, or the week before, where we talked about awe, and we talked about um, uh, oh no, no, it wasn't it wasn't last week. He's he's an upcoming guest where we're going to talk about sort of uh, 
or was it last week? I don't know. Uh, time moves so fast for me, I can't keep track of anything anymore if it's not written down. Um, talking about the, the role of awe and wonder in this very computerized age and how um, you know we're so caught up on our phones, on our laptops, on our computers, on our screens all day long that we don't take the time to look around at what's around us at the beauty and the wonder and the splendor of it all. And, you know, sometimes these things seem so obvious. You know, especially now in New York City, spring is like trying to bust through. We had some nice, you know, want to do warm days and could chill down a little bit. But the bulb flowers are blooming. You see the daffodils and the hyacinths and the tulips blooming. And, you know, after having a sort of a very stark cold winter, it's very easy to walk past them and and just, you know, oh, obviously there are flowers there and not really pay attention to them because we have to rush to our next meeting or get to work or, you know, whatever we're doing or we're, you know, on our phone replying to some email or some text instead of just really paying attention to our surroundings and looking what's around us. And if we just take a moment, as as I love to do, I'm so fortunate in my building. They do a little landscaping uh, in the front and back of the building. And I just love walking past these flowers and just seeing their vibrant colors, especially right now when, in New York City at least, there's not a lot of other color around. There's not a lot of green yet. You know, the, 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 the trees and the bushes, you know, they're starting to bud. They're starting to, you're starting to see some new growth, but you're not really seeing a lot of color. So I, I just love to look at the blues, the reds, the purples, to just, you know, look at the colors of these flowers. Um, you know, especially living in the middle of a big city, you know, we don't have a lot of nature around us. We don't have a lot of of these things that can really cause wonder so that when I do find a little bit of it, I'd love to just take a moment and to really focus and pay attention to it. Yes, these things are obvious. And because they're obvious, that means if we use a little bit more of our mindfulness to just observe and wonder and to really appreciate you know what's around us how much um it can really do for us and uh, uh Michaela on the facebook live says yes everything is nature well uh, and and we are nature too that that's true that's true um uh, but when you live in a world, uh, when you live in the concrete jungle filled with uh, concrete and asphalt and glass and metal, you know, seeing something growing from the ground uh, feels more natural or more like nature to me. Um, speaking of Facebook Live, I didn't give a shout out. Welcome to Andrew, Jane, Adria, Annalisa, uh, and Michaela, obviously. Somehow I didn't see that. It said that you joined. Um but yes, uh, thank you, all of our Facebook fans. Um, so, a wonderful quote from the universe all about wonder and the obviousness. Um, all right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. 
Fear only exists when you do not understand that you have the power to project thought and that the universe will respond. Abraham. Um, so, a nice, interesting quote from Abraham about fear. So, what is fear? You know, some people say it's false evidence appearing real. It's, it's uh, F everything and run. Uh, you know, fear, there's a lot of wonderful acronyms for it. But fear is our response to feel like we're in danger. Fear is that um, evolutionary developed habit or behavior of like, ooh, a twig snapped in the jungle. That means there's a tiger there. I better get my adrenaline up and run like hell or I'll be eaten. That's what fear is. And so what Abraham is saying here is that fear only exists when we don't understand our power. And our power is that when we direct our thoughts, that the universe has no choice but to respond. That's just the way the universe works. Now, again, there is that buffer of time from when we do think something and when it actually manifests to make sure that we keep our attention to it, that it's what we really want, otherwise we have chaos. Um. But power is really understanding how powerful we are as creators in this world, how powerful we are as, as beings to be able to direct our experience. And when we really, truly, deeply in our hearts get that we are creators, that we create our life, make no doubt about it, we create our lives. You've heard me talk about this many times before. We create our lives with our thoughts, with our energy, with our choices, right? If you don't believe in all the woo-woo stuff, that's fine. But just think about how your choices over your life has created your life. I know for myself personally, you know, I can, especially at certain strategic points in my life, there were certain choices I made that completely affected the rest of my life in a way which I had no clue at the time what would happen. But my life is the way it is today because of those choices, because of how I chose to respond to certain situations. So we create our lives. We absolutely do. Now, we may not always have a choice about what happens to us, what the world brings to us, but we always have a choice of how we choose to respond to it. And our response really shows us our energy, our thoughts, our feelings, because when we respond, we're responding from a place that's almost so innate, unless we're being very thoughtful, very mindful, and very deliberate, which means we have to take a breath and really take a pause before we respond to anything. And, and lots of times we do. I mean, it's a learned practice and we can learn to be more responsive and less reactive. Absolutely. But lots of things, lots of things we respond or react to before it ever makes it to our conscious mind. 
And and that's not a good thing and not a bad thing. It's just the way it is. And in some ways that really serves us because if we really had to think about every little decision, it would take us forever to do anything. Like if I really had to think like, okay, muscle, I want you to do this and then that so I could go and pick up this pen instead of just going and picking up the pen, it would take me so much longer to do it. Um, and, and it's not really necessary. I can just go and pick up the pen. There's no big deal about it. So these sort of instinctual, um, uh, habitual responses, they're not all bad. Now, some of them are because some of them come from a pattern and a program of trauma, uh, of, of, of fear, uh, are based on experiences in our past that don't do not necessarily uh, are not necessarily appropriate for where we are today. So for those kinds of programs, being more mindful, taking a pause and waiting a moment before we respond or react, those are very, very key. Uh, but for those where you know they're just sort of how we work, it's it's not really necessary. But again, what this quote is about, this quote is about understanding that we are powerful, magnificent beings, creators of life and so much more through our imagination, through our thought, through our energy, through our action, through how we show up in the world, that when we really embody this this idea, this concept, that there is then very, very little reason to be fearful. Because then we know we are true, amazing beings. Ah, Welcome, Hassan, Zina, and uh, who's that? Oh, and um, and, uh, Vincent, Melina. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so uh, it's time for us to take our first break. And when we come back, I will introduce you to our wonderful, wonderful guest, Jill Lublin, who uh, uh, I think you're going to love her. She's excellent. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 
24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Quick shout out to Evelyn and Zena. Thank you for joining the Facebook Live. And Hassan, I miss you, brother. I miss you. Um, All right. So it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Jill Lublin. She is a publicist, CEO, master strategist, and author. Jill is an international speaker on the topics of radical influence, publicity, networking, kindness, and referrals. She is the author of four Count them, four best-selling books, including Get Noticed, Get Referrals, and co-author of Guerrilla Publicity and Networking Magic. And uh, we're going to talk a lot today about her latest book, Profit of Kindness, which went number one in four different categories. Jill is a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. She is CEO of a strategic consulting firm and has for over 20 years and has over 20 years experience working with over 100,000 people plus nationwide plus national and international media. She teaches the publicity publicity crash courses as both live events and live webinars. I highly, highly, highly suggest you, you uh, get to one of those and consults and speaks all over the world. She also helps authors to create book deals with major publishers and agents as well as obtaining foreign rights deals. And I know that's a big push of hers right now. And uh, you can find out all about her publicity crash course at publicitycrashcourse.com. And if you go to publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift, you'll get a free gift. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Jill. How are you doing today? Oh, great, Sam. Always delighted to be with you, and thank you. Ah, my pleasure, my pleasure. I love uh, uh, having you on the show, and I really I have to give like a huge, huge thank you uh, because you've uh, helped to fill up my schedule with guests. Um, <laughs> because I remember we we were on a call once, and I said, "Well, I, c- I could use some like really good guests somehow." And then there's like after that, boom! I was like booked out for months. <laughs> Well, you know, ask a publicity consultant for guests, and I am delighted to do that. I love it. Yes, absolutely. So um, I've had you on the show before, so we don't need to go into your background too much. But I really want to focus on your latest book, Profit of Kindness, um, because I think... First of all, I think some people might get confused by the title. Some people might like get pissed off at the title, saying, what do you mean profiting from kindness? And, and uh, I'm sure it's extremely misunderstood. So I really want to get into what was your inspiration behind doing this book? And, and let's talk about sort of how it unfolded in your journey in writing this book. Mm, thank you. Well, um, first of all, my inspiration is my 85-year-old friend, just turned 85, and, you know, I've been friends with her for over 20 years, and I've been helping her in her aging journey, taking her to doctor's appointments, running over there Mm. if she needs things, and all kinds of things, and one day I was taking her out to lunch, and she said, 
You know, Jill, thank you for being so kind. And I wish other people were as kind. And wouldn't it be nice if we had a new currency, the currency of kindness? And I thought, oh, wow, I love that. And that was my inspiration in that moment. And because I've been helping authors get book deals for years without a word written, I did the same thing for myself (laughs) and actually found a publisher who was interested in this. And that became the prophet of kindness. What what was also great about that is then that gave me an opportunity to come up with seven ways to create kindness, like words in, right? And and, um, that process was fascinating. Like, particularly one of them, uh, one of the, I call them, you know, people think and want return on investment. And so I have rocks, return on kindness. Oh, and one of the rocks that. is patience. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, in today's fast-paced society, that's probably a, a big one for a lot of us. And, of course, when I was working on the patience chapter, I had to call the utility company and stay on hold for like 25 minutes. And <laughs> I, love how, I love how they, you know, them, airlines, whatever, when things happen, right. they say, thank you for your patience. Right. And I have to mention, you know, I just have to be authentic and say part of me goes, I, I didn't say I was being patient. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, believe me, I've learned big lessons about patience, especially running a wellness center um, where, you know, for my life's uh, therapy practice, I have to call up insurance companies sometimes. And even as a provider, you call up an insurance company and you got to go through those long uh, menu options, push this button, push that button. And, and then like finally, okay, I finally get to that point where they can let you actually push zero to talk to a representative. And then you're on hold for 15, 20 minutes. And they always have the I, same message of like, oh, we're experiencing unnorm- unusually high call volume. Gee, you always experience unusually high call volume. <laughs> I think I think it's God's little joke for right. on all of us for um, you know developing patience. I'm not Absolutely. kidding. I, you know all those kind of wonderful technologies we have today is is to me a, a total test of patience. Yes, absolutely. It's it, isn't it funny how all this quote unquote technology was supposed to make our lives better, <laughs> and instead it's it's making our lives uh, learning, giving us the the lesson of having to be more patient. Okay, so 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 you talk to your friend, you got this idea of kindness. And I think this is absolutely such an important time to talk about kindness, because in some ways you see like in the media, in general, in the sort of public, in some ways people are are a little bit less kind. They're a little more gruff. They're a little bit more uh, abrasive than maybe we were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So this is really an important conversation to have. So so once you came up with this idea of writing a book about kindness, and, and you mentioned your, your seven ways to create kindness, yeah, like how did you sit down and think about, okay, so, so you know, how do we talk about kindness? How do, I, how do I, I bring this conversation of kindness to people in a way that um, they'll actually listen to it and they'll see it's an important part of our daily life? Yes. Well, I think, you know, we're all pretty clear that uh, we are living in a, in a society that has become more disrespectful, right. dishonoring, um, fast-paced, and in that fast-paced, people lose their manners, and, and uh, you know, we all do it. I mean, I, I've, sure. I'm guilty, too, we, you mm-hmm. know, especially even being more conscious. I'm conscious when I'm not conscious, right? <laughs> I'm conscious if I'm not conscious, yeah. and, and then I look to correct a behavior or, you know, uh, apologize or do something, but I think that uh, in today's times, 
and and as a result of all the pressure, the fast pace, the the technology, the response time that's required, the uh, you know the constant demands on us, I think we're more uh, in a way pummeled as a human yeah. race than ever. Absolutely. Um, you know, so with that, to me, kindness is an antidote. Right? I mean, how does it feel when you walk down the street and someone just smiles at you? Yeah. Or someone walks in a room and makes connection with you? Or someone holds open the door for you, mm. you know? Or you're carrying a big bag of something and it's like, can I help you? For me, as a tra- constant traveler going to speaking engagements, huge help. <laughs> you know, when someone puts my overbag <laughs> into the, you know, overhead, con- overhead in the airplane. Yeah. I mean, those are kind acts. And let me tell you, for me, um, as a human being, as a traveler, I couldn't live without them. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really time for each of us to practice not a random act of kindness, but a mm-hmm. conscious act of kindness ah. every single day. I want you mm-hmm. to just think about one conscious act of kindness. What can you do to give something to someone with no expectation of return? And right. it can really just be a smile, a door held open. Yes easy simple gestures yeah yeah you know you know it's kind of interesting again how this all got started from helping your 85 year old friend because you know one of the things i've started personally to do over the last you know couple of years is when i'm walking down the street and i see an elderly person to really look at them and smile and 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 if they smile back you know kind of say have a good day or something because I do feel that, you know, our society is also very youth driven. And, and mm-hmm. again, we're so fast paced that, you know, when you do get older and you slow down a little bit, like people almost feel like you're a nuisance and they're, they're, they're rushing to get past you. So I do feel like as we get older, just having like even one person sort of on the street, just recognizing you and smiling at you like that, really, you can really see it like their whole face lights up and they smile and their demeanor changes it really does so much and it doesn't cost us anything does it it doesn't and you know it's funny you say that because that's exactly what gloria that's her name Mm. said is is and part of her thanks to me is thank you for being there in my aging process because most Mm. people all of a sudden don't care about me as much anymore she was actually a very active professional she got a lot of press she was actually in the conscious uh area and a holistic practitioner and really good at what she did um you know and all of a sudden uh, as she aged as, as she she said people talked to her like she didn't exist or differently yeah. and you know that's hard listen i remember and part of this was also generated i i actually had an accident and fractured both ankles at once Ooh. in multiple places ouch yeah, ouch is right. And it was so interesting. I was in a wheelchair for five months, and people also treated me differently, you know, yeah. and that gave me great compassion yeah. um, for perception, you know, for uh, well, people running, like, into my wheelchair almost as they turn corners and yeah. um, just, you know, being more conscious in our movements and in, uh, in how we treat people. And it does take focus and effort, especially right. today's world. Right. It does take focus, and I just say conscious acts 
of yes. kindness. Yes, I love that. I love that, being more conscious. Okay, so you, you mentioned about like seven ways to create kindness. Um, we just got like a couple of minutes before we go to break. So let's just touch upon uh, one or two ways to create kindness. So we already kind of talked about one, which is just recognizing people, you know, taking time a little bit. What, what are some of the other ways you've, uh, you, you wrote about for creating kindness? Uh, so that would go in into the compassion category. Right. So one of my words is compassion. Okay. And the other word we also talked about is patience. Patience. You know, right. and really being, uh, practicing those moments of patience. Flexibility is really key, you know, ah, in today's world. Um, yes. And I, I think that's really a big one. And especially we found with companies that were flexible mm-hmm. with their employees, they had happier employees, more productivity, mm. happier customers. Yeah. Flexibility is definitely another key to success in today's wild, wonderful world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'll actually even tweak that a little bit because I was recently at the uh, Evolutionary Business Council's Certified Master Trainer Program with Jennifer Huff, who was amazing. And mm-hmm. it was a whole weekend about fluidity. And mm. about, I, I mean, and ostensibly it was about, you know, when you're doing your own sort of group and you're working with groups and like being present to what's going on in the room and being fluid of like having your outline of what you want to cover to give people an experience and cause a shift, but also being fluid with the changes and being, you know, where the room goes and what somebody, you know, maybe needs to voice about something. And she totally embodied this concept throughout the whole weekend. And and I saw like just, I, I mean, it's something that I've learned over the last four or five years to be more and more f- fluid and flexible. And and I just feel like it's still something that's so important to to still um, reinforce with people and let them know like, hey, uh, you know, being flexible, being fluid, it, it actually is an act of kindness because it's saying like what I wanted to do isn't as important as what you need to get done. Right. And, you know, just to be authentic uh, and transparent, like even just this morning, right, I had mm-hmm. one particular time we were to be interviewed and and you had another right so all of a sudden i had to redo some appointments and you know say hey uh, you know just i mean that kind of flexibility and and willing to get on the dime and do what needs to be done to be flexible to be accommodating to uh you know help out and that required the other people to be flexible so you know it's a process that requires all parties to say yes and what i find is as i'm flexible for others um, you know, guess what? It often yes. usually accommodates them too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, it's time for us to take another break. Uh, hold on, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to I'm going to turn this conversation on kindness around a little bit, and you'll see what I mean when we get back. So, everybody, please stay tuned. Welcome to the Facebook Live, Paula and Lakshmi. Lakshmi, ooh, a wonderful sound healer. You guys got to check her out. Um, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with uh, author and strategist and PR expert extraordinaire Jill Lublin and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. 
Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Jill Lublin all about her new book, Prophet of Kindness. Um, so before I do, I do want to talk about the prophet part, but before we get to that, um, this act, the, the, this embodying of kindness and being more kind in the world, Jill, that, that really starts with ourselves, doesn't it? Like we need to be more kind to ourselves a lot more of the time, don't we? Oh, I love that you said that. Thank you so much. First of all, it's a reminder always for me, right? <laughs> so I call it, you know, self-care mm-hmm. is being kind to oneself. Um, right. You know, there are times where, talk about flexibility, all of a sudden I just, you know, might have to, whether it's cancel a, a, a client because maybe my energy isn't in the right place to right. give to them in a way, and frankly, maybe I just have to take a nap <laughs> <laughs> or, or rest or quiet my voice or be internal. That's being kind. I think paying attention right. to where your energy is um, is really important. Absolutely. And frankly, it's really important to me to best serve my clients to have an, my energy in a really positive, upbeat place because pu- publicity is all about that, right? It's right. about getting out there. And, uh, you know, it's also uh, at times important to be kind to myself. And that might mean, you know, a moment of reflection, a bath, a nap, you know, a right. quiet time, whatever that means, hey, hanging out with my cats, I love that. Right, right. Um, and that's kind. So, yes, pay attention to what's kind for you and make sure to, you know, make some, make a list. What, what can you do mm. that's kind for you? And right. particularly with mothers and, and uh, you know, people who are dealing with a lot in their day and a lot of responsibility, you know, right. how can you take those moments where you're just kind to you? Right, right. Yeah, especially uh, yeah, anybody who's a caretaker, like you said, like you helping out um, uh, your older friend, um, uh, you know, anybody who's kind of in a caretaker position, like, you know, my sister who I'm, you know, leaving on Monday to go to Israel to see my, my sister and my mom and, and my sister's family. And, you know, she has a autistic son who who is 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 you know developmentally disabled i mean now he's you know 21 22 years old but Mm. you know he's still like a baby um Mm. but it's when you're in that position where you have to take care of another human being and where it's not always easy being kind to yourself is sometimes the, the most important thing you can do because when we're kinder to ourselves, isn't it magical how suddenly we are able to show up in a kinder manner for other people? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it all sounds good in theory, and sometimes you just, shall we say, a little stressed out or maxed sure. out. And in that moment, what do you need to do? You know, right. it may be run to the bathroom and take a deep breath. Right. <laughs> Whatever it means. Right, right. And, and you know, it's interesting because this also brings to mind for me just a concept that, that I've been 
kind of playing with a little bit lately, which is, you know, we, we talk about all these concepts, self-care and kindness and taking care of yourself and stuff. And yes, there are some times when we do need to, um, you know, go the extra mile, you know, put ourselves out a little more, you know, maybe wear ourselves out a bit um, for a, a short amount of time just because something needs to get done or we really need to help or we need, need to go out. You know, like I'm, I'm flying out to Israel to see my mom who's 99 years old. I'm only going to Israel for, I'll basically be there like seven and a half, eight days. Um, and it's a long trip. You know, that's an 11, you know, 10 and a half, 11 hour flight each way. I'm probably just barely going to be getting over jet lag before it's time to come home. Um, so and and it's you know I got lots of stuff going on here and so I'm I'm having to do a lot to prepare before I leave I'll probably be working while I'm there and then coming back I'll have to catch up and, and yeah like sometimes we need to do that because you know what 99 years old don't know how long my mom's going to be around you know I need to make that effort now that's right and Sam okay so for what I know in all my years of transformational training and I've done a lot is there are times of concentration. That's what yeah. I call it, concentration. Right. And in concentration, you just do whatever needs to be done. And, yeah, right. you'll have long nights or, you know, you might be a little tired, a little yes. cranky, whatever. Yes. And then, of course, handling that, right? right, and right. Not, not leaking that over other people. But, yeah, at times you're just in concentration, and that's right. what needs to be done, and you just do what needs to be done, and it's all good. Right. So life is like that, and I don't actually believe in balance anymore, to be totally honest. Yes. As much as I'd like to claim it, I don't think we're in a balanced place in our technology and time in life. Right. So that's okay. Sometimes I'm in concentration, and when, I, when I'm there, I just run like a rocket. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I, I wrote a, a blog, like, not that long ago, in the last couple of weeks, about the difference between balance and harmony. Like mm. it's a very, like the Buddhists don't believe in balance either. They believe in harmony, which is a little bit different concept than balance. And harmony is being able to go to the different places, to the different extremes when necessary, not be in perfect balance all the time. That, that really doesn't exist in nature. Yes. Okay, so yes. get, getting back to our ways of creating kindness, do you have any like, maybe not so obvious ways or, or, or ways of being kind that we don't normally think of? Well, I think some of it is, is a really an extension of self. Like, I, there's a great story in Prophet of Kindness about a, mm. about a young man whose grandmother was dying, mm -hmm. and he goes to a Panera bread shop. Uh, she wants clam chowder. <laughs> right, like a last meal, and it's Tuesday. Well, it turns out Panera doesn't make clam chowder till Friday, ah. and and the woman behind the counter, probably making you know minimum wage. Uh, right. Actually, when he called in, she said, and he told her, you know, my grandma's dying, and she really wants clam chowder, and she said, you know what? Great, I'm going to make it. And <laughs> we're not wow. supposed to until Friday, but I hear your request. And wow. by golly, she not only made the clam chowder, she also gave him a tin of cookies. Oh. Um, and and he went off and then went on social media about this. Do you know that story uh, has gotten over 325,000 likes wow. and comments? Of course. Now, you know, this is the thing, um, because I don't want people to be kind to get great publicity, but here's what's fascinating right, to me. Right is that kind companies get great publicity. Right. Panera Bread being one of them. 
And and that was a woman saying no to policy, by the way. Right. No, we don't make clam chowder on Friday. To heck right. with that. The right. grandmother was dying. So right. that to me is unique and unusual. That's a, a that's like being a yes when you're not supposed to be, right. quote unquote, rules and regulations. I mean, sometimes you just got to say no to that, the rules and regulation and do what's right. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And stop following policy all the time and do what's right. And that goes for the big companies and the small companies and the solopreneurs, right? Right. And just, you have right. to be flexible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that story because it really shows that sometimes to be kind, you have to be flexible and be fluid and say no to the typical way things run or work so that you can, you know, be able to make that effort to be kind. And, and what I love about what you said is the woman didn't do it to get publicity. The woman didn't do it to get 350,000 views or 325,000 views. She did it just because it was the right thing to do. And I'm sure that by her doing the, that, the right thing, it made her feel better, too. Not only her feel better, but funny enough and wonderfully enough, she's now in management, oh, right? Because she wonderful. made an independent decision and did the right thing. And right. the company knew that. Right. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really amazing how, again, you're not being kind to make more money, to make profit, to get more customers. But by being kind, that sort of naturally happens. And, and it's so amazing how the companies that really get that um, actually do better than the companies that don't. And, and, and to me, you know, now that I, I see that so clearly, it, it's sort of like all these companies that are not kind, and, and I'm sure we can all rattle off several major companies that just treat people in a very unkind manner, like how long is it going to take them to really get the memo and, and come on board? Because it, it, I mean, people are really voting with their wallets now and they really are going to places where they are being treated more like human beings. Mm, you got it. Yes. Right. So, so this idea of, of profiting of the profit of kindness is, is that you will profit from being kind, but you don't be kind to profit because if you're being kind to profit, then your kindness has sort of a sticky energy to it and people can feel that, can't they? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, by the way, it's not always easy being kind. Oh, absolutely. I just thought of the Kermit song. It's not always easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not always easy being kind. I mean, sometimes, absolutely. like you're saying, it's, it's really an extension and maybe you don't feel like it in the moment, you right, know, because you're right. tired or, you know, whatever, right. and somebody else needs something. I mean, Gloria called me at times. It, she fell down one time. It was, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I had a long day of speaking and consulting, mm. and, you know, so what? You yeah. get up, you do the right thing, and you go over and you help someone because that's what's needed in the moment. Right, exactly, exactly, because real kindness um is, is not about when it's convenient for us. Thank it, you. It's about when it's needed for other people. That's right. Exactly. I'm in. <laughs> and and I, yeah. you know, that's really a big one. Yeah, it really, really is. And it's, and like you said, it's kind of like, an, uh, I hate, I'm, I'm guilty of this as anybody else. Like there are those times when like you're on a crowded subway, you know, a pregnant woman comes in and it's about getting up and giving her your seat, even though you're really tired. 
and and it's happened to me um you know where where it, it was a long day and i didn't get up and and somebody else did and i realized oh you know i really should have gotten up to to give that person a seat so um yes absolutely yeah and and then sometimes you just got to forgive yourself because yes you know being kind is maybe in that moment it was just a, you know you had to be kind to yourself it, it's a delicate balance right. yes we have to weigh it sometimes we'll make the quote-unquote wrong decision and you know right. then somebody else will get up and be kind and that's a good thing too right 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 wonderful wonderful okay i just want to remind people that um, if they want to ask Jill or myself a question or be part of the conversation, if you're watching on Facebook Live, please just type your comments into the comment section. I promise we'll get to them. Or you can call in on our call-in number, 877-480-4120. So, Jill, we're going to take a break. It's actually our last break of the show. So when we come back, um, uh, let's just talk about... um, uh, maybe you have some other uh, stories like the, the, the Panero Bread one of how, you know, just some, some, some kindness sometimes snowballs and, and turns into something much bigger very unexpectedly um, and that we, we really sometimes don't even see the full impact of our kindness, do we? Right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, everyone. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash S-A-M-W-Y-Z. And we've been talking this hour with Jill Lublin, publicity uh, master extraordinaire, speaker, trainer, um, and author of the book Profit of Kindness. Um, where can people pick up Profit of Kindness, Jill? Thank you. Well, 
go to profitofkindness.com. Ah, awesome. uh, great place for it, and uh, certainly can get it through there. It just takes you right to Amazon and our favorite awesome. uh, store, right through profitofkindness.com. Excellent, excellent. So do you have any other stories of just like sort of uh, 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 really unexpected ways in which kindness has kind of worked out for the people being kind? Well, well, let me tell you, I, I am big on, I call it a give-back strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, strategy is sort of a funny word, but take that lightly. <laughs> and I, I do a publicity course live every month and uh, live on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So in my live courses, I always have a nonprofit. And, uh. and it's one of my policies. Now, I have to tell you, Sam, sometimes that costs me time, energy, and money. In fact, sure. normally it actually really does to find that nonprofit. And sure. what I've discovered is having them in the course every month, what, what that, that ripple effect affects mm. all their membership, affects their leadership, affects their board of directors. Um, I've had then board of directors come back. I've had uh, actual maybe recipients of the nonprofit organization then come back. And the stories I've heard um, are so deep, profound, mm. and impactful mm. of the opportunity to y- utilize that publicity, mm. maybe in a time where they didn't have any money to um, really do anything and didn't understand which direction to go, right? right, right. So um, to me, that's a ripple effect. And, and I really think in all of our lives, we have the opportunity, particularly with our gifts, whatever your gift is, mm-hmm. to have a ripple effect and yes. a kindness ripple effect. So what can you do in your own business that will provide um, you know, an opportunity for someone? And so for me, that's my give back, and mm-hmm. I would just encourage others to look at how can you give back from the gifts you've been given. Right, right, absolutely. You know, I, again, I didn't realize about your work. Your, I didn't think of your work as publicity with the nonprofits as well, because we do have a nonprofit show, Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. So I definitely will uh, have to connect you with him. I think you would be a great guest for him to talk about publicity for nonprofits. Thank you so much. Yes, of course, of course. Um, so, how long ago did Profit of Kindness come out? It's relatively recent, right? Yes. Uh, within a year. Within the year. And in fact, I just got a notification from an Indian publisher that oh. uh, looks like we're we're going to be translated. So that'll be wonderful. Oh, wonderful! Um, yeah. So I was going to ask you, like, what kind of reactions you've gotten from people around the book? Well, you know what's what's terrific about it. This book has legs, which is kind of a funny term, but <laughs> it seems to just keep going. Uh, you know, wonderful. we obviously the first the first um, gosh probably the quarter, the first three months, uh, I was on over seven Fox News TV interviews talking oh, about kindness, wonderful. I might add. That was wonderful. Great. I've been on over 50 radio shows and, and podcasts. Um, Inc. Magazine featured it. Forbes Magazine featured it. And twice, by the way. So that wow. says a lot about the business community's embrace of it. I had an Australian international magazine reach out, an Iranian uh, publication reach out. Uh, so internationally, wow. it's really, it, it, the answer is it's been really well received. Wonderful. Lots of great press, and it keeps coming. Wonderful. And it's very organic, which tells me the books hit a nerve 
yeah. and that people know that kindness is key. Yeah, and it's and it's it's wonderful because right, kindness is one of those things that's non completely nonpartisan. So it doesn't matter what you believe in, doesn't matter whether you're uh, a Christian, Muslim, Jewish, uh, Hindi, doesn't matter whether you're progressive, conservative, you know, whatever your ideological bent is, you know, kindness is in there. So it's something I think everybody can agree on that we all would like to see a more kind world, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So con- considering you, you've gotten like such an amazing response to this, uh, do you have any plans of doing, uh, you know, I don't know, another book or a course on kindness or, or like, like where does this, where does it feel like this is leading you? Um, I w- would actually like to do more of a TV show on kindness, ah, and excited about that. Yeah, that would um, be great. So that—that's more where I want to head at. You know, at this at this moment, right. uh, and you know, one one never knows. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, let's put it out there to the universe. Universe, let's create a kindness TV show. Ex- yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so that's exciting to me. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, uh, we just have a few minutes before we go. So do you have any projects you're working on next? Another book in the works or, or any new courses coming up? Uh, so I, I have my wonderful publicity courses. And uh, go check it out at publicitycrashcourse.com. Mm-hmm. And, and then use the code publicity so that, uh, Sam, all your, all your listeners can get a great discount and oh, really get their wonderful. publicity done. Right, so right. That's, that's something coming up. Beautiful. And you do that both virtually and in person, right? I do. So those who don't want to travel, no problem. It's live on Zoom with me or live in a great city near you. Cool, cool. What what cities you got coming up? I've got New York coming up. I've Ooh, got when? Dallas coming up. Yay. Yay. I've got L.A. and San Diego and San Francisco coming up. Oh, um, those, those are just some of them. Yeah, because we, you know, we have listeners all over the world and all over the country, so that's why I wanted you to mention some of the different cities because, hey, some of you folks out there might be in your city or close to you, so you know, definitely check out publicitycrashcourse.com. Um, when, when do you think you're going to be back in New York? Because I definitely want to attend and, and rustle up some people for you. Oh, I'd love that, and thank you. And I am in New York on uh, May 28th. Oh, May 28th. Wow. Next Coming month. Right up. Oh, I didn't realize so soon. Okay, great. Um, all right. Uh, offline, we'll, we'll, you'll give me some information. We'll, I'll start sending it out and I'll include it in the newsletter. Thank you so you much. You are welcome. Just being kind. <laughs> um, I love that. Thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. So, um, any last words of advice around kindness for our audience? You know, what, what do you, you know, think that people really need to hear today about kindness? Um, I think that uh, the the main piece is, uh, I, I really just want to repeat, staying conscious about kindness. And really, like, at the end of every day, you know, did you do one kind thing? And take mm-hmm. an inventory. Right. Uh, and, you know, probably many people will have done multiple kind things. But there are days, you know, we rush through our day, we're getting things done, we don't even look up, hardly. Right. Um, right. And that includes, you know, on an airplane or whatever. So. Right. Uh, you know, at that moment, I will send a text. I will send an email. I'll, mm. you know, leave a phone message. Um, I'll write a card. Mm. And, and I will just do at least one thing mm. uh, before I go 
lay to sleep. So, so that's something. I think if you do that really in a conscious way, this is the conscious show. So yes. um, let's be conscious about our kindness. Yeah. And, and I think that will make a huge difference in ripple effects and in what, what and how you feel every day. Right, right. Oh, I, I see we had a comment from William on Facebook Live. He says, what about Virginia? Are you going to be any, do your publicity, publicity course anytime close to Virginia, around D.C.? or take, take a train to New York City and meet <laughs> me on May 28th. <laughs> right. William, come on up. Visit, visit us in New York City. We can get it together and hang. Um, well, that's beautiful, Jill. I, I really uh, absolutely ap- appreciate that. Um, um, yeah, just being more conscious. I mean, I'm going to be taking a flight soon. I was going to relate the story that, you know, uh, uh, now that I do TSA pre-check, I usually don't have to go through those big machines, but I don't like those big uh, uh, body scanners they have at the airport. So I always say opt out. So they do the pat down. And so I, I you know, and it's always kind of like, you know, oh, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. You know, why do I have to go through this? But I will always uh, uh, a joke around with the person doing the pat down because I also know it's like, you know, it's not their fault or whatever. So I'll always tease them and go, hey, I've been looking forward to this all week. Oh, I haven't had uh, this much action since uh, <laughs> for a month or so, you know. So like even when you're in a, a situation that isn't the, the most fun, you can still kind of be kind by teasing people a little bit, right? By joking around with people a little bit that we don't always have to be so serious about serious things sometimes, right? Exactly, exactly. And yeah, play play with people because, you know, yeah. maybe they haven't been said hello to or um, people don't really treat them kindly, whether, right. you know, it's a janitor cleaning. I, I love talking to the people who clean our bathrooms. I mean, yes. my God, what a, what a job, right? Yes. Yes. And, and I just, I thank them. Thank yes. you for doing the work you do. I really appreciate you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Jill, if people, uh, really quick before we end the show, if people want to get in touch with you, where should they go? Uh, where can they find you? Where can they learn more? Well, about first you. of all, call me if you're interested to talk about books, publicity, mm-hmm. getting your name out there. Uh, my phone number is 415-883-5455. And you can also visit Jill Lublin. Lots of L's in there. J-I-L-L-L-U-B as in boy, L-I-N as in Nancy. JillLublin.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Jill, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know as soon as you get off this, you're, you're going to be running to something else, so I really do appreciate you. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you, my loyal fans and listeners. I so appreciate you. Uh, Mark Monty, thank you for joining us on the Facebook Live as well. William, yes, if you come up in New York City to see Jill, you stop by. We'll get together. We'll hang out because you are definitely one of my most loyal fans. I have a couple, a nice handful of like truly loyal fans who like love everything I do. And I really, I so appreciate you guys. I'm, I'm so fortunate to have people um, whose lives that I touch who appreciate me. Um, so thank you all for tuning in next week. Um, I do have a new show next week. I'm going to be pre-recording it this afternoon, but uh, uh, I will have a new show next week and then I will be back probably a little hungover and a little tired from uh, flying, taking a long trip back from Israel, but I will be back. So I will talk to you, well, next week, virtually, and the week after, I will talk to you live. So everyone, take care. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a beautiful, beautiful week and holiday and Passover, Easter, all that good stuff. Uh, Take care. 
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> 